Well, speaking of being faithful, I'm glad that you faithful folks have come out tonight. Good to see you. Good to see a couple of faces we haven't seen for a while. Our church family is all starting to come back, and we're thankful, thankful, thankful for that. We're giving everybody a virtual hug. And those of you that are watching online, we give you a virtual hug too. And we believe soon we're all going to be able to be back together. But we're thankful that we can connect here in the building and we can connect online. Thank God for live stream for sure. Amen. Well, go ahead and be seated. We're going to get right into the word tonight. This is our refresh service. We've been doing these once a month on Sunday night, and I am really thankful for all that God is doing in all of our services. If you were not here last Wednesday night, I encourage you to go online and to watch that service. My, 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 we had a wonderful time. And then this morning, Pastor started a new series. It's called Pursuit, Pursuit or Pursue, Pursue, Pursuit or Pursue. Means the same, sort of, I guess. Anyway, wonderful, wonderful word. So go online and watch that service if you weren't with us today. But this is what I see happening in all of our services. We are truly being refreshed, revived, and renewed. I just sense that there's new life being breathed back into the body of Christ and new life being breathed back into heart of the Bay Christian Center. We talked for a moment today after the service with, with Pastor Nancy, and this is what I said to her. She was so excited about seeing folks she hadn't seen for a while and just the tremendous time we had in the Lord. And she said, I, I think I said it, but I said, you know what it is? It's momentum. We're getting the momentum and the wind of the Holy Spirit. It's blowing on our sails. And we are going new places in God for sure. Now we don't deny and we all know that we've come out of a difficult season. It hasn't been an awesome year 2020. I mean maybe a lot of good things have happened in the, for us in the body of Christ. But we realize many people faced some difficulties recently. And sometimes when you're going through a season like that, it's easy for your spiritual battery to get drained. And you might be running on low voltage. Now, we all know what it's like to have a cell phone in this day and in this age. And and when your battery and your cell phone is fully charged, you see a lot of bars there, right? You see a lot of bars. But we may have had the unfortunate uh, experience. I know I have. Perhaps you're talking to somebody and you're like, uh-oh, it's going to the red zone. Uh-oh. Well, goodbye, I guess, because my phone just died because my battery was not charged properly. <coughs> and, you know, I was thinking about that. What's the solution to that? Well, you got to plug it in to the power source. you got to recharge the battery. And unfortunately, I think that there are some spiritual batteries. I'm not talking about anybody in here. Y'all came out on a Sunday night. God bless you. Maybe somebody watching or somebody that will tune in later. You've had that experience where your spiritual battery just seemed a little low. And it could, maybe if we had a, a some sort of an indicator, I could go across the foreheads in here and say, oops, uh, 
You're tipping over to the red zone. You better get plugged in to the power source. So that's what brought about this message tonight. We're titling it Recharged. We are getting recharged in His presence. And we know from past times we've taught on things like this that to put re in the front of many of our words in our English language means do it again. So even though you may have been charged, you may have been filled with the Holy Ghost, you know, 20 years ago, it's time to get recharged. So I looked up the definitions even for the word charge. I find this interesting. It says to give an electric charge to. And I like this one. To load or fill to capacity. That means your battery is fully charged. I like that one. Then listen, this one really spoke to me. To restore the active metals in a storage battery by the passage of a direct current through. Now that's good, isn't it? I'm going to read it again. To restore the active materials in a storage battery by the passage of a direct current through. Wow. That speaks to me because you know our spirit, man, is where the power of God is. It's where God resides on the inside of us, where the Holy Spirit is. But there are times that we need to have a current of the power of the Holy Spirit that gives us a joke on the inside and gets us up and going and gets us recharged. So that's what's happening every time. We come together. Now, this is a beautiful passage of Scripture that I recently saw in Psalm 63, verse 2. And I want to read it to you out of the Passion. I'm energized every time I enter your heavenly sanctuary to seek more of your power and to drink in more of your glory. I'm energized hallelujah hooking up with god hooking up with the holy ghost coming in to his presence is going to energize us and it says every time i enter your heavenly sanctuary well that can be like what we're doing right now corporate anointing but it can also be in your habitation where you live just create that atmosphere of lord i'm coming to you i've had maybe a draining day and I need to plug in to my power source. I need a current of the power of the Holy Ghost to boom, to charge my spirit man up again. Hallelujah. Now it's a popular thing in right now when the time we live in that everyone wants to be energized. There's a major market for it. If you watch commercials, they're advertising energy drinks, energy pills, energy diets. But there is nothing that can compare to being energized in God's presence. Hallelujah. Talk about plugging in to the power source. Now that same passage, actually I want to read verse 1 through 4 of Psalm 63 out of the message. Now listen to this. God 
You're my God. I can't get enough of you. Is that how you feel? God, I can't get enough of you. I've worked up so much hunger and thirst for God. Traveling across dry, weary deserts. Someone may say, you know, I'm in a dry season. Well, you come to the right place to get refreshed, to get watered up. Hallelujah. And it goes on in verse 4. So here I am in this place of worship. Eyes wide open. Drinking in your strength and your glory. In your generous love. I am really living at last. My lips bring brim praises like fountains. I bless you every time I take a breath. My arms wave like banners of praise to you. Oh, hallelujah. How about we just wave our arms like banners a praise to you. Oh, Lord, we're thankful to be in your presence. Hallelujah. Here we are to worship you. God, we can't get enough of you. Oh, blessed be your holy name. Isn't it wonderful? His presence. I believe that. The whole body of Christ, this local body, we're being recharged. We're being built up. We got things to do and we've got places to go. And we are not going to be satisfied on past experiences. God has been good to us. Sometimes it's wonderful to sit down and just remember the blessings and the goodness and the faithfulness of God. But our God gets gooder and gooder and gooder. He gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. So don't ever think for a moment that we've, we've arrived or we've enjoyed all that God's best for us. Even though we can look back and say that was wonderful. I truly believe it. The best is yet to come. So we focus in on that and we get hungry and we get thirsty for more of his presence. And the more that we feast on the word of the living God, Jeremiah, the prophet over in Jeremiah fifteen sixteen, he said, thy words were found and they were unto me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. So we get energized and we get joy from eating the word of God, but also from being in his presence. There is a strengthening. There is an energizing that comes just gathering together in his name and worshiping him we become like the energizer bunny remember that commercial the energizer bunny when every other battery stopped and those little toys quit clapping their hands what did he do he kept on going and going and going and going and that's how we are we're energized we're plugged in to the source of the power of the Holy Spirit. And we will never ever run out or wear out or burn out as long as we're connected to Him. Amen. Amen. 
I heard uh, Mark Hankins, Reverend Mark Hankins say this, you can't be defeated unless you are spiritually depleted. You can't be defeated unless you are spiritually depleted. Well, that's not going to happen to us. We're getting recharged. We're getting filled to overflowing. Who wants more of him? Much, much more. You know, pastor likes to say some words in Spanish. And I know this one, mucho, mucho. Isn't that more? We want mucho, mucho of him. More and more of him. Hallelujah. We've already talked about it. Being in his word, being in his presence, magnifying him in praise and worship. All of these things cause us to be recharged. But there's another one that we want to talk about now for a bit. And that is praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, if you are here tonight and you have not yet been baptized with the Holy Spirit, the evidence of speaking in other tongues, you can be. You can be tonight before we leave. This is a wonderful blessing of the Lord. And it's for every single Believer, We're not going to go through all the scriptures about it tonight, but study it out. If you're watching online, you have questions about being filled with the Holy Spirit, contact us. We'll get you some materials. Years ago in a vision, when Jesus appeared to our spiritual father, Kenneth E. Hagin, he said, Jesus said directly to brother Kenneth E. Hagin, he said, it is my will under the new covenant that all of my people be filled with the Holy Spirit. I think that gives it quite a bit of credit, don't you? If Jesus himself said that. Because we need the power of praying in the Holy Spirit. So what we're talking about tonight is that it brings a recharging and it brings a refreshing. In Isaiah chapter 28, we'll look at verse 11 and 12 of that passage. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people to whom he said, This is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Doesn't that sound good to anybody in here? This is the rest. This is the refreshing praying in another tongue. Has anybody in here ever needed a rest? Ever needed to be refreshed? Ever been in a situation that was just draining you and there was a a lot of stress perhaps involved? You know, doctors say that stress is one of the number one causes of sickness and disease. Our bodies were not designed by God to carry worry and fear and anxiety and stress. No, he told us what to do with those things. Cast, cast your cares over upon the Lord. Because if we try to carry those cares, it'll take a toll on us. It'll take a toll on our physical body, on our emotions, and even on our spirit. So that's why we're instructed, cast those cares and don't live under that umbrella of stress. Doctors tell people, you might need to get more rest so you have less stress. Now, let me tell you 
a joke right here because I can't, I can't see by your faces, but I think some of you might need a joke right now. <laughs> I'm trying to tell by your eyes. Anyway, I've told this before, but it bears repeating. Now, this is not a true story. A joke, I say. A joke. So there was this man, and he was just feeling really fatigued. He had no energy. He could just barely keep going. And he was a fairly young man. So his wife said, you know, we need to go to the doctor and find out what's wrong with you. So they went to the doctor, and the doctor examined him, and he said, okay, sir, you know, I want you to leave, and I need to talk to your wife. So he went back out in the waiting room, and the doctor called the wife in. He said, you know, as far as physically, there's, there's a lot going on with your husband, but it's all stress-related. I know things are going on at his job, but I sense things are going on in the home too. And the stress and the anxiety and the pressure on him, if he doesn't get relief from that, it's going to kill him so he said this is your part to play you need to just treat him like a king i want you to cook his favorite meals i want you to wait on him hand and foot give him massages just pamper him meet his every need to relieve this stress that's going on in his life so the wife didn't have much to say she walks out the husband's like so honey what did he say and uh she didn't say anything she just said you know we got to go so they're driving home he kept what did he say what did he say and she looked at him in a little bit and she said you're gonna die because <laughs> she was not willing to do her part to remove the stress that perhaps she was causing in his life well certainly there are things that we can do to get rid of the stress in our life. It's not always possible to take a vacation like a movie that we really like called What About Bob? It's a really old one now. Then the prescription that the Dr. Leo Marvin writes for him is Bob, take a vacation from your problems. And you know, that's actually good advice, but we can't always jump on a jet and go to Hawaii. And even what pastor said today, sometimes when we do take a vacation, we got to come home and rest from our vacation. So changing locations is not the answer, but we can enter into rest. Oh, glory to God. We can do exactly what this verse says. This is the rest. And this is the refreshing. How does it happen? Praying in tongues. Isaiah was looking forward in time. And he was prophesying about the day of Pentecost. And he was seeing that time was going to come when the people of God were going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And they were going to speak in other tongues and he was saying when you pray in other tongues when you pray with stammering lips there's going to be a rest there's going to be a refreshing that comes in to your life does that sound good to anybody in here tonight hallelujah now let me remind you the importance of staying full of the holy ghost over in the book of jude there's only one chapter, but verse 20 in the Amplified. 
But you, beloved, build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith. Make progress. Rise like an edifice. Higher and higher. And how's that going to happen? Say it with me. Praying in the Holy Spirit. You build yourself up. You must pray in the Holy Spirit. And when we build ourselves up, when we yield to praying in the Holy Spirit, then He comes and He does the work. And He causes us to rise up higher and higher. Hallelujah. Anybody want to go higher and higher and rise up in Him? Glory be to God. Praying in the Holy Spirit rises, raises us up. It lifts our spirit. There's times that we are dealing with things in life. And there are times that maybe you are uh, dealing with situations about other people in your life. And those things can weigh us down. But he's saying here, if you will spend time praying in the Holy Spirit, you're going to rise above that. You're going to come up higher than that problem. Instead of it looking you right in the face, you're going to come on up in Him. And the higher you go in Him, the smaller that situation and that problem begins to look. It's like taking off in a jet airplane. You might take off in a jet airplane and and cars and other planes next to you, they look huge. But the higher you get, if you look down, you can barely tell what a car is. And that's what happens when we rise up in Him through praying in the Holy Spirit. The cares, those problems that look huge when we were right here looking eye level with them. Woo! They shrink down to size the higher we go in Him. And that happens by praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen? And then over in in, uh, 1 Corinthians 14.4 tells us another benefit. He who speaks in tongues edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. Now, most Greek scholars agree on this, that the word edify there should have been translated charge. Charge. He who speaks in another tongue charges himself up. We're talking about getting recharged tonight. Oh, what a wonderful benefit of praying in the Holy Ghost. It charges up our battery on the inside. We use that illustration about a cell phone. And maybe you've had this other unfortunate experience. I'm not turning your car lights off. You thought it was on the auto where they go off and they didn't go off. And you come out of some place, you go to your car. Whoops, the battery is dead. What do you got to do? You got to plug in to a power source. You got to get somebody to give you a jumper cable and give you a jump, give you a boost 
so that your car can get up and running again. That's exactly what this means. He that prayeth in another tongue, he edifies, he charges himself up in the Holy Ghost. Glory be to God. A charged battery in a car will take you where you want to go. If the battery is dead, you're stuck at home. We don't want to be stuck where we don't want to be. Too many Christians have dead car batteries. They love God, but they're stuck. But here at Heart of the Bay, we are making progress. We're getting where we need to go spiritually. We're rising up higher. Hallelujah. We heard today about the importance of pursuing God, pursuing His Word. Tonight, what I'm talking to you about is the importance of pursuing and staying full of the Holy Ghost. Staying charged up on the inside of us. Amen. We're not just supposed to speak in tongues when we get filled initially. It's an ongoing experience. It's of utmost importance that we on a continuous basis pray in the Holy Spirit. This is laid out beautifully for us over in Ephesians chapter 5. I don't have a long word tonight, but I got a good one so far. It's been good, right? Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to read this passage out of the Amplified. We're going to be begin in verse 15. Look carefully then how you walk. Live purposely and worthily and accurately. Not as the unwise and the witless, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people. That verse is power packed. Live carefully. Look carefully how you live and how you walk. Our lives are the only Bible that some people will ever read. And there may be people that you think aren't observing you or they don't even have a thought about God, but they're watching. They're watching to see how you react when tests and trials come. They're watching to see how you react at bad reports. You know, it is a testimony to just say, my God is faithful. God's taking care of this. Hallelujah. So we are to live purposely. We have a purpose. Some people live their whole life and they never step in to their call or their purpose, but not us. We know we are called of Him. We are called unto a ministry of reconciliation. We are called to be ambassadors of Christ. We are called to be healing agents of the kingdom of God. We are called to share the good news. I, you know, I don't know what your occupation or your profession may be, but that's secondary. Your highest calling is to serve the Lord. Your highest calling is to live with Him in mind every day of your life and to show the world glory to God that He is a good God. And then this, we could camp on this part for a while. Not as the unwise and the witless. I'm tempted, but <laughs> I'll quit.
quote Dad Hagen again. How's that? I didn't say this. He said this. He said some people... Well, I don't know if he's used the word stupid. That wouldn't be nice, but... Yeah, I know, the, I know what he said, but he's saying with, it, it's evident with some people. If all their brains were dynamite, it wouldn't be enough to blow their nose. <laughs> and that's all we'll say. But we're not to live like that. We've got the wisdom of God on the inside of us to make wise choices in life. Amen. We're intelligent. You know, we do have a brain. We're not like the scarecrow and the wizard of Oz. I always remember that part. He's flopping all around, you know, he's made out of straw. And his thing is, if I only had a brain. He doesn't have a brain. He can't think, you know, he can't do things. We have a brain. Use it. Don't lose it. <laughs> Amen. And then let's, let's go back to the word. Back to the word. Verse 16. Making the very most of the time. Buying up each opportunity. Because the days are evil. Do you think the days are evil today? Oh man. Verse 17. Therefore do not be vague and thoughtless. Now he didn't call him witless here. He says foolish. That's not good either. Don't be vague, thoughtless and foolish. But understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. It's not a time to be vague and to be foolish. We could expound more on that, but we're going to keep right on moving. It's not a time to lack understanding and to be clueless about what's going on around us. We do not live in a state of denial. We are, folks, we are. Pastor mentioned it. We are living in perilous times. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. Don't be in denial, but also don't get in fear. And don't get in anxiety about it. Know the seasons. Know the time in which we are living. But then rise up in faith and use our God-given authority. And realize we are more than conquerors. We are not of this world. We are citizens of another kingdom. We march to the beat of another drum. We are of the kingdom of light. We are not of the kingdom of darkness. And we are not going to be thoughtless and foolish about the time that we are living in. We understand the day and the age. And we rise up to the occasion. We have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. If you didn't have the goods to be alive in 2021, you would have been born in 1800. But God selected and He chose you to be alive and in this day and in this hour to stay charged up, to stay full of the Word, to stay full of the Holy Ghost and to preach the gospel to people all around us. Hallelujah. And to take authority over the works of the devil. You got it. You got what it takes. I've got what it takes. Because we got him. Hallelujah. And we can step in to our God-given place. It said here, firmly grasp. 
the will of the Lord. We can know what the will of the Lord is. I don't know what the will of the Lord is for you concerning, you know, your job or or where you should live, all of that. But this is a good place to start in knowing the will of the Lord. Then verse 18. Don't get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. There you go. He just said, firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. And then he says, my will for you is to stay, to be ever filled with the Holy Ghost. His will is to be and stay full be being filled denotes a continuous drinking in. Just one dose of the Holy Ghost is not enough for me. How about you? Just one dose of the Holy Ghost is not enough for us. So the rest of this service, we're going to just spend some time drinking in. We've already had a beautiful worship service. But I just sense PT, if you and the musicians could go ahead and, and come back up. Because there's several ways that we stay recharged. And this passage of scripture, it goes on and it says to, that there's, this is one of the ways that we can stay full and recharged. In verse 19 and 20, it says, speaking out to one another psalms and hymns and spiritual songs offering praise with voices and instruments pt and the gang he does so good offering praise and worship not just with his voice but on the instruments hallelujah and making melody with all of your heart to the lord amen So we're going to start out just by worshiping the Lord a little bit more. Are you down with that? Speaking to ourselves, speaking to Him. Hallelujah. Spiritual songs. Singing unto the Lord. And then we're going to just switch over and we're going to pray in tongues. And this is the thing I got this afternoon about praying in the Holy Spirit. Now, if you don't pray in the Holy Spirit, you just go ahead and and you just pray to God in your known language. But what I got about praying in the Spirit today was, you know, we've had a lot of outgo. I know I have. Praying over what's going on in our nation. Praying over what's going on with family members. And, you know, we need to be covering all those things in prayer. But what I had in my heart for tonight was that we were just going to start out by worshiping him maybe we'll just worship him in the spirit as pastor tom plays on the instruments and then we're just going to continue just either singing or praying in the holy spirit for our own personal edification not just saying lord i'm lifting this person up i'm lifting up what's going on over here and going on over there of course there's time to do that but there's also what we read in Jude 20. And that's what I sense we need to have happen tonight. Building yourselves up on your most holy faith. Just praying in your heavenly language as unto a worship unto Him. So let's all stand. Hallelujah. However you guys want to do it. If you want to start out PT with a worship song, that's good. Or if you just want to 
Guys, start out singing yeah. in the tongues, whatever start seems good to you. Start by singing a song that we should know. I worship you, Almighty yes, God. Yes, amen. We're going to slip right into, we're going to change gears. You'll feel it when we switch gears. Oh, I worship you, Almighty God. There is
refreshing coming right now the bible says they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength oh my 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 there's an infusion of god's strength 
happening right now. Oh, <laughs> and there is a picuda rampaka. Oh, somebody, somebody in here, somebody in here are watching. Obakaseta, the cares they have just weighed you down. But as you brumasiti, as you worship me, as you sing in your heavenly language, you're going up higher, 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 and you're getting stronger and stronger and stronger on the inside. The Bible says a strong spirit of a man shall sustain him. Oh, keep worshiping. Keep praying in the Holy Ghost. Strength. <laughs> oh, thank you. We're gonna worship at your throne. <laughs> We're gonna worship you. We're gonna look to heaven. Set our eyes above. <laughs> Set our sights above the storm. Looking to Jesus. Author and the finisher of our faith. Yeah. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. spent before me it's never time lost time you wait on me is the way to win will move 
mountains will melt before you. <laughs> I hear stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I see stand still and see the salvation of the King. Hallelujah to the Lord. Can you see it? Can you feel it? Can you sense Him? Hey, there's a time to wait. <laughs> Then there's a time to celebrate. <laughs> You'll have a song. I'll give you a new song. <laughs> I'll give you a new song to sing. <laughs> Even praise to your God. <laughs> you will rejoice before me, and you'll know that I've seen, I've heard your prayer. See, He gets happy. When he, you get to answer, see answered prayer. Yeah, you rejoice before the Lord when you see that answered prayer. Answered prayer. I see mountains moving. Can you see them? You say praise, praise in the.
had some church in here tonight. And you know the thing about praying in the Holy Ghost, building yourself up? You are going to experience great joy. There is no such a thing as a sad Holy Ghost. So when you get filled to overflowing, He's going to make you glad. The Bible says in Acts 13.52, the disciples, they were filled, 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 filled. Oh man, I wish I could run down the aisle and just hit some of you right now. They were filled, filled with the Holy Ghost and joy. When you're full, a byproduct is joy. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Woo! Somebody ought to just talk. Do something. Woo! Woo! They were filled with the Holy Ghost and joy. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Joy. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Woo! This is a Holy Ghost church. You're Holy Ghost people. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Ought to be some joy. 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 <laughs> Hallelujah. Woo! <laughs> Doing some good scooting over there anyway. Hallelujah. Well, I'm telling you. Woo! Good. Good. <laughs> I like that. There is no such thing as a sad Holy Ghost. Smile at me under that mask. You can still go ha 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 if you're wearing a mask anyway. Ha 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 ha. Woo! Amen. Well, how many of you got your battery charged up tonight? Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm so glad. So glad you joined us. You can go ahead and be seated before we close tonight. Just remind you now, Wednesday night is going to be online only, but you definitely want to tune in. Uh, Pastor John Collier from Birmingham, England, is going to be sharing, and his message is stir it up, stir it up. So it's going to go right along with what you heard this morning and tonight. We're staying stirred up in this place. Amen. And we are stirred up in every area. We're stirred up about Jesus, first of all. We're stirred up about what's happening here at Heart of the Bay. Good things are happening and greater things than these shall we see. Because we believe God. And every one of us are doing our part. We're doing our part in prayer. We're doing our part in serving. And we are doing our part in sowing. I want to commend you guys that are here and watching online and our church family. You have been felt so faithful to give 
gives. Hallelujah. And we thank God for you. And you know, we, we're not the ones that meet all of your needs, but we come into agreement with you when you do your part and you sow your seed. We agree that the word of God is working in your life and every need is met according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And can I hear an amen?